Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, for this Palm Sunday. Lord, help us to focus on not just today, but the week ahead, the journey to the cross. Put me behind your cross this morning. Let your words and your thoughts be mine. And if I misspeak, forgive me. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. If you want to turn in your Bible to Luke 19, verses 28 through 40, we'll be there in just a minute. Luke 19, 28 through 40. So in one of the very early episodes of MASH, one of the greatest shows ever, Trapper John gets sick, right? He is diagnosed with this stomach ulcer. And he, he initially gripes about, um, about having to deal with it, but he changes his tune a little bit when Hawkeye reminds him that that's his going home gift. He says, man, you get to go home because of this ulcer. Trapper is getting out of the Korean War. His friends begin to plan this farewell party for Trapper, and he is all about the party, you know. But just a few minutes before the party, Radar O'Reilly tells him, Trapper, that the Army had recently changed its protocol and its regulations and that the ulcer would have to be treated right there in Korea. He was not, in fact, going home. But Trapper goes on to the party. He doesn't spoil it for anybody because everyone needs to celebrate. So he goes on to the party and he, he, he speaks and he has a good time. And during the, party, during the party, every so often you can see the sadness in his eyes because he knows. He knows the truth. He and Radar exchange looks and they both know. It's a great party, but it's not going to end the way that he hoped it would. Then Trapper's asked to give his final speech, and he tells everyone the truth, that he's not going home, that he's just going to get repaired and he'll be back to work. And the story doesn't end up the way that we want it to. Our sermon text for today is Luke chapter 19, verse 28 through 40. And it says, after he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem and when he had come near Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as they had been told. And they were untying the colt. Its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, people, were, people kept spreading the cloaks on the road. And as he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that had been seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered, Truly I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. 
This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So on that first Palm Sunday, if anyone, if someone had looked closely enough, do you think they would have seen the sorrow in Jesus' eyes? Sorrow that betrayed the current celebration. We would see a, would we see a celebratory Jesus or would we see a sad Jesus? Remember, he's closing in on the end of his earthly journey. It's a, it's a big parade, but it's not going to end the way that we want it to. The way that they wanted it to. Luke 19 strips away everything that would distract us so that we can have a clear focus on Jesus, the Savior. So if we take a look for a minute and look with fresh eyes, we will notice the things that Luke does not include, things that are not in the, ti- in the, in the text. It, it doesn't include palms, right? There are no palms. Luke says that they laid their coats down for Jesus to ride upon. And if Luke were the only gospel we had to go on, we would have probably never have learned the word Hosanna because it's not used in Luke. Based on Luke's account, the only people that were cheering were the disciples. It wasn't the crowd, it was the disciples. What we normally imagine for Jesus on what we call Palm Sunday is not what Luke wants you to see. Jesus rides a colt, not broken or trained. And if Jesus was an average size adult, face it, he would have looked pretty silly on that colt, wouldn't he? It would have been off. It would have been off. But there's a, a darkness and a somberness to Jesus in this text. Jesus knew what he had to do, and he proceeded into the holy city with with the confidence and with the assurance of what the next day and what the next week would bring. And he knew that if he did his Father's will in all this, there would be precisely that, peace in heaven and glory in the highest, of which the crowd sang. But he also knew where he'd have to go and what he'd have to do and what he'd have to experience to secure that peace. In the church today, it often seems that we try to let Palm Sunday be a bright spot in the Lenten darkness in ways that may not allow us to fully absorb the wholeness of the journey. We need to look deep into the eyes of Jesus on that day. We need to see the sadness behind the celebration. And seeing the sadness in the face of Jesus, we can identify with our Lord, right? Because how many times have we come to church and sang the songs and, and praised the praise and, and, and listened to the sermon while our hearts were burdened heavily with something? We smile and say hello to our friends and greet each other, but inside we're hurting. Our eyes betray what we're saying. Our celebration of God is sometimes shadowed with sorrow. We're, we're right to celebrate Jesus as King, but we need to be reminded of what it costs. We need to remember the not yet, right? Easter is not yet. We're, we're a week out. Knowing that Easter is coming shouldn't make us impatient for the next Sunday. We look forward to the resurrection. We do. We're resurrection people. But instead... Our Easter knowledge allows us to see the cross itself as a source of salvation. 
a cross that God used Christ to save us on. But it's not a pretty journey getting there. Today, knowing about Easter allows us to see the entrance to Jerusalem as Jesus' funeral procession. He is leading his own procession. We don't need to turn Palm Sunday into something that it's not. We don't need to treat this as pre-Easter, but can see that the march toward Golgotha, the first steps towards death that brings life, it's the sacrifice that solves all the problems that the world has ever had. Jesus had to walk this path, and we need to walk it with him this week. We need to feel the highs and the lows of this week to really grasp the resurrection story. So in this text, the first piece of darkness can be seen if you, if you back up a few verses. In Luke 19, 11 through 27, and Jesus tells the parable of judgment. There's a story of a king who gives three servants a varying amount of money. Remember that? He gives them all coins, telling them to get busy and do something with the resource while he is away. And upon returning, the king finds that two of the guys, you know, they, they went out and, and, and had a nice return. They did some wheeling and dealing and, and got a little money back on the money that Jesus had given them. And that's what they presented to him. But the third guy was so afraid that he might do a bad business deal, he might lose what he had. He just tucked it away, right, until the king came back. And when the king came back, he wasn't happy, was he? He hid it so he wouldn't lose it, where the other guys wagered it and gained the parable ends in judgment against the servant who had stated that the king had a reputation for being hard and ruthless, right? And the king refers to some enemies who had been opposed to his becoming king. He orders that they be killed in the presence. So this guy was not a nice guy. He was, he was a, a ruthless and, and hard king who was coming to make things right. And Luke 19 says, and after he said this, he went to Jerusalem. They were, they were trying to portray Jesus as this this king that was going to come in and do all things, change the world, right? That's what they wanted. They wanted someone who was going to take a firm grasp and set things right. They knew that that was what was going to happen. But instead, Jesus hops onto this colt and heads into Jerusalem. It was not how they thought the story would end. That's precisely the kind of king that the people had been looking for. A ruler to come in and set things straight. A, a, a war king. If that is how they were thinking after the cross, after the resurrection, they would have, they would have been so disappointed, right? The more we turn Palm Sunday into some Hollywood party, the more that we forget that following Jesus is supposed to lead us away from that. It's supposed to lead us away from ruthlessness and war and hatred. Like the servants of the parable who received the riches from the king, so do we receive the riches of heaven, the riches of the gospel. And we need to take those gifts and utilize them. God gives us gifts to use for the furtherment of the kingdom, to bring the kingdom here, to make things on earth as they are in heaven. That's our call. 
And when we don't utilize those gifts, we're wasting what God has prepared for us. Too often we try to begin Holy Week with this bright note of waving palms, knowing that a week from today it's going to be glorious and, and bright. Lilies line the front. But Luke does something different. We are surrounded by the darkness looking for the bright spot. You didn't come in here this morning picturing a Palm Sunday with sad, tear-filled eyes and hurt in the heart of our Savior. But if that's the Jesus that you follow out of here this morning, then you're on the right path for Holy Week. We celebrated the beginning of Lent using ashes from the palms of last year, the day, the day we are called to humble ourselves in repentance. And we take in the whole of Holy Week, we begin to recognize that next Sunday, the resurrection is the bright spot. That is the, the, the goal. Jesus comes and enters the city, and he fulfills the scripture as he was called to do. But it's not going to end the way that we hoped it would the way they hoped it would. Think about that this week. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.